Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in today to O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I am joined by the gold standard, Ruthie J. So thanks for joining us today, Ruthie. I'm so happy to join you guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, I always love having new wrestlers on the show. And, you know, I came across you on social media. You know, I really liked, you know, what you're about. Like, I, I really like the character and everything like that. So I'm really excited to learn about you and everything like that. So um, let's get this started. So I want to do the first, the basic question that you've probably been asked a million times, um, but I don't know the story. So I want to learn it. So um, what inspired you to become a professional wrestler? Oh gosh, I wouldn't say something inspired me. It was more like a feeling that you get because like when you watch wrestling, a lot of people be like, oh, it's fake. Oh, everything is so dramatic. It's like watching a movie. Okay, then go to a theater. Okay, it's different. Like it's not something that inspired me to do it. It's more like a feeling that you get when you do it and then when you watch it. So like a lot of kids, like they enjoy it like as a kid and then they grow out of it. <laughs> I never grew out of it. I still enjoy it just as much as I did when I was younger. So like that was like, okay, if I'm happy watching this, like I'll be happy doing it. Exactly. Like I feel like if you really enjoy like watching something, I feel like you'll enjoy doing it as well. Like I've always been like that with sports other than football. Like that's the one I I love watching it, but I just like physically I've always kind of been like skinny. Like I can never like gain the bulk and like physically handle it. But like I've always liked baseball. Like I always enjoyed watching it and I've also enjoyed playing it. Um wrestling like it's one of those things too like i i definitely enjoy watching it i don't know if i want to like actually wrestle but i would love to be involved in it in some way which is kind of like why i do podcasts and stuff like that but yeah i can definitely see that and like watching it you know for me it does kind of like bring out the kid in me like i still to this day depending on the wrestler like when they come out i'll do like i'll mimic their entrance and stuff like that like when Jeff Hardy comes out, I do the, you know, his little thing and stuff like that. So it, it oh brings up gosh. the kid. <laughs> yeah, I won't do the Sasha Banks, but yeah. <laughs> I, that's just like the best thing about wrestling. Like it just makes you feel young again. Cause I think most of us started as a fan, as a kid. I don't really know anyone who never liked it as a kid and then randomly got into it as an adult. Like it still gives you that nostalgia feel, especially anyone from my generation who grew up in the Attitude Era. There, there was not many kids that did not like wrestling in the 90s. Like, it was just, like, the hottest thing on the planet. It must be nice. I think that was, before, like, before my time. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's why there's the WWE Network. Like, this wrestling. Yeah, just 9.99. Oh, wait, they moved to Peacock, didn't they? Uh, you, oh, yeah. So, you kind of, like, oh, God. almost made it. So, yeah, like, it was just, like, everything and, like, every episode ended on, like, a cliffhanger. It always made you wanting more. Just, like, they had all the characters, and they did they did so much, like, edgy stuff. It was just so fun and entertaining. Oh, right. Like, even the Ruthless Aggression era, too. That's the era I grew up on. See, that's the era I actually missed, because I got out of wrestling around 2002, 2003, and I got back into it in 2010. So I basically missed the whole Ruthless Aggression era. That was some good times, like some good times. <laughs> yeah, I saw like the little documentaries WWE did on the network when they kind of talked about the ruthless aggression era, and it actually looked really fun. Like that was like the evolution and 
the rated R superstar and, you know, the legend killer. Like I missed all those great like moments. And I just, I regret it. You know, I was just one of those kids. You just, I thought I was too cool for it. And then, you know, I ended up getting back into it as an adult. So, Hey. I mean, for the most part, wrestling is one of those things that you can leave, not watch it for a couple of years, come back, and then you're interested in this whole new roster because there's always somebody you can like relate to. And like, even though you're you're not gonna be like, okay, cheering for this person, but there's somebody out there like, okay, I like this person. Who, who's, who's that person? Yeah, there's there's always a wrestler. Like, I feel like there's a wrestler out there for everyone. Like. WWE, for example, has such a large roster. They have oh, yeah. many people. Jesus, like for the most part, it's so many people that I can't even keep, like keep up. It's like, and then I don't even know. Like, I'm sorry, I don't even know half the roster because it's like, like COVID. It was like they were just recycling. Like, it was like a circle, and it was one one week one person was here, the next week the next person wasn't there. It was a disaster. I'm just glad that era was over. Yeah, they were, like, really hoarding a lot of wrestlers for a long time. They've been releasing a lot of wrestlers, though, within the last few months. They've actually released, like, a few today. I haven't looked at, like, dug into it, but I saw they, like, released Fandango today, and I was like, wow, like, you know, they're, they're still good. Uh, Fandango or Fandango, however you pronounce it. Oh, they released it today? Yeah, and I think they released Tony Nice as well, from what I've seen on Twitter. I, I, I saw oh, people. He was good. Yeah, he was really, really good. Um, they've um, they've been releasing a lot of people. I don't know if they're they're people like requesting their release or what, but WWE's been really cutting down their roster lately. I mean, they had a lot of people, like so many people. It was just ridiculous. Like, and they're not doing anything. They could have been doing something at any other promotion. Like at this point, it was like, damn, how greedy are you guys? Yeah. I feel like it's for the best because it seems like some of these wrestlers were kind of frustrated with not being used, like you had mentioned. So it's like they can go somewhere else and and really properly be used. Because when you have such a large roster, you can't put everyone on every show. You can't book everyone, you know, as a star and push all these guys. So it, I think it's going to be good for everyone at the end of the day, hopefully. Like the most you can do is, well, the least you can do is nothing. So at least now they're doing something. But I yeah. hope like for, like as a wrestler, it's so different from being a fan. So it's just like now that you're actually a wrestler yourself, you feel for them. Like when people get released, even though you're not the one in their position getting released, it's like, wow, you made it there. And then now it's just like, I'm not doing anything. And then you're just gone. Like, as a fan, you didn't understand. You were just like, okay, they're just gone. But, like, as a wrestler, it's just like, wow. Like, I yeah. feel for them. Because it's, like, equivalent as, like, someone getting fired from their job, you know? Like, some wrestlers are, you know, they're happy just to be on the WWE roster regardless if they're doing something. And other people, they want to be used. They want to be on TV. Like, this is what they dreamed of doing. And it being signed with WWE is a big deal. And, and then, you know, they get released and it sucks. But I mean, that doesn't mean they can't get an opportunity down the road. We've seen plenty of wrestlers get released and then come back even better. Like Drew McIntyre, perfect example. He came back and immediately was put into the NXT championship. So it, it allows them to go elsewhere and show WWE what they really can do. And then if WWE really sees that, they bring them back and, you know. Lashley, but okay. Yeah, Bobby Lashley, he's WWE champion now. Like, uh, took him a little bit. I thought you were going to say Bobby Lashley. You said Drew McIntyre. 
yeah, Drew McIntyre, um, Bobby Lashley came back, you know, strong. Um, even Jinder Mahal came back and became WWE champion. So, I mean, anything could happen, you know, just, I, I feel like when you get, when you're on the WWE roster, you get like that rub and then, you know, other companies will bring you in and really give you an opportunity. And it allows you to kind of prove, wwe wrong and say hey i can actually do this i can actually be the big star that you never gave me the opportunity to be right right Ugh, everybody wants to be a star but yeah so that's the whole point though like if, you, if you're in the business and you don't want to be a star it's kind of like what are you doing you know that's what i tell people it's just like when people tell me when people ask me like oh what do you see yourself doing in wrestling i ask them i ask them this simple question if you're a basketball player and your biggest goal isn't to be in the NBA, why are you playing basketball? Exactly. Like, it, it, it's it's the motivation that keeps you, you know, interested in doing it. And it keeps you to want to keep developing and getting better. Like, like I mentioned baseball. Like, I wanted to be a MLB baseball player growing up. Like, and I would really work hard. And I was always, like, the first one at the practices, the first one at the games. I was watching, like, the little training videos. And it's just, like, it's – to me, it's just, like, I know some people do it as a hobby. But, you know, when it comes to wrestling, I feel like it can't be a hobby. You know, I just feel like all the dedication that you put into the training and all that kind of stuff, I feel like it has to be kind of, like, you know, a career. No, I'll correct you there. It can be a hobby. It can. I kid you not, it can. Like, it's two ways to look at it. You can look at it as this is for fun, or you can look at it as this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And I look at it both ways while I try to, because it, it is fun. Like, it makes me happy. And I also want to make a living out of it. So there is two ways you can look at it. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't blame you there. Like I, I, I do agree with that. I just, I always like hear all these stories about like how like the training and how brutal it is on your body. And it's like, I mean, like I said, like I would hate to put myself through all that. Just like, Oh, this is just a hobby. I, I, I almost broke my leg the other day, you know? Who are you telling? When I first started, I was like so skinny, like very small, like, so learning how to bump, was very hurtful on my body. Like I had to gain weight. I had to gain like 10 pounds. So like bumping didn't hurt so bad. It was really bad. Like I used to go home like so much pain, like it hurts so bad. But after realizing like, hey, is this what I really want to do? Then I have to like gain the weight or it's just going to keep hurting. But I was about 105 pounds. Now I'm like 115. And it still hurts, but it hurts less. It hurts less. <laughs> oh, yeah, I believe it. Like, I hear, like, when you all get slammed on that mat, like, it's just so loud. Because like, growing up, I didn't realize, like, it's wood under there. Like, that that is painful. And, like, I even have, like, a friend she wrestles. And when I had, um, do, of course, during COVID, you know, for most of it, there really wasn't a lot of wrestling. So she has, you know, went out the train for the first time in months. And then I saw her, like, the next day, and she barely could walk. I was like, holy smokes. Like, and she's, and she's strong too. Like, she's not like really, you know, really skinny, skinny. Like she's got muscles and stuff like that. Like she's, you know, I would probably say stronger than me. Like, and she barely could walk. I was just like, wow. 
you have to be strong. Your back has to be strong. Your neck has to be strong. You have to have good cardio. You have to have good footwork. It's about everything. Literally everything matters. It is just, you think it doesn't, but everything matters. Exactly. Like it's, it's no joke. Like the, all the training and you have to constantly be fit and constantly take care of your body. Like I know stretching is a big thing for wrestlers. I know a lot of wrestlers also t- typically, I mean, there's like little massage guns and, you know, always are kind of like, oh, I have one. <laughs> yeah, I have one too. I love it. I like, just And I just feel like you just constantly need to be taking care of your body if you're, especially if you're doing it on a regular basis, because, you know, it, it does a toll and, you know, it's something you have to be in great shape for. It's just, I know it's just, that's just how it is, you know. Me doing this now and I'm only 21. I just like, I think about it. How do these grown men in WWE do it at like 47, 48, 50, like, this is not <laughs> and you think about like sting 62 and he's still taking bumps and stuff like that it's just like wow that's just taking care of your body like at the end of the day it is it's like mm-hmm. you're only as old as you feel exactly and that's example yeah i'm 31 and i feel like i'm 50 sometimes so <laughs> i need to do a better job i mean it's just going to the gym stretching good diet most of that i'm sorry my cat keeps coming in the frame are you good yeah stretching is what i need to do more i know that's that's extremely important when it comes to like your muscles not because if your muscles are tight you're going to be in pain that's just how it is yeah i was in a lot of pain when i continued wrestling at first i had to really think about it the first injury that i had was like my, my ankle sprained and then after being out for a month it was it was weird because Getting back inside the ring, it hurts, but it hurt a little bit less. Like once you have your first injury, it's just like, okay, I'm not scared to get hurt anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's the one thing is you don't want to keep getting injured too because that's going to not only just be really painful on you physically, it's going to really affect your, you know, the rest of the career too. Like you can't get booked if you're hurt, you know, it's like – that's just, you know, a big part of the, you know, the wrestling business too. And like, if you want to get signed to like an actual like televised company, there might be hesitant, like a WWAW to be hesitant on hiring you if you're known to be injury prone. So it's like taking care of yourself is, you know, extremely important in any kind of sport in general. It is. Um, do you have any other questions? Uh, yeah. I, think I only answered one. I'm sorry. Uh, you good. Yeah. Off. Um, the one question I'm really interested in learning about is just your character. Cause like I said, you know, in the intro, you're known as the gold standard. Um, you even have, you know, the finisher of the gold rush. And I just want to know like what inspired your character and the name and all that. It was completely by accident. (laughs) 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 Um, okay. So I ordered this top and I was like, okay, this will look good. And it was actually supposed to be blue because my favorite color is blue. And I was going to do this whole blue jay thing. My finish was actually called the blue jay. And I was wearing blue. And I was over here like, okay, maybe I can make this work. I could be a high flyer, call myself the blue jay. Cool. And then Amazon freaking orders it. Like it delivers. Whatever. It comes to my house. I open the box. It's gold. I said, what am I supposed to do with this? 
Oh, it was still a cute top. I was like, I guess I'm gonna wear it, but I'm complaining. And I'm turn I was gonna just return it and try to get like the right color, but it was already time for the show the next day. I didn't have time. So I said, okay, I'm gonna wear it. I put it on. I said, okay, I like how it looks, but I, I'm I'm a little iffy about it. And then I just kept wearing the gold top with the black shorts for a long time. And then I thought about it and I was like, why don't I just keep it like this? And then I just kept watching wrestling, watching more wrestling. And then I remember like in my head, I was like, there was somebody that did like all gold, but I don't remember what they did. And then I kept thinking about, it. I was like, wait a minute, Shelton Benjamin. Oh my gosh, I got it. The gold standard. And then I looked back, I looked back, I was like, okay, he did it. And I saw how he did it. And he was like this athletic black man. And I was like, why don't we do it with a black girl? And then, okay, after that, I thought about it a little bit more. And then that's when I started. And also the, um, the kick pads were also by accident too, because I always wear um, mismatching kick pads. That was also by accident because I was supposed to wear, um, I was supposed to wear just gold, no black, not gold, black. I was only supposed to wear black kick pad coverings. But I left one of them at home and I just brought the gold one. And so once I saw it just like that, I was like, okay, maybe I could do that too. Have it mismatched just in case, you know, I forget one or anything like that because I'm, I'm very forgetful. So I started wearing it mismatched. So it's either I'm wearing gold or white and or I'm wearing black and gold. I don't think it, I think a lot of people notice that too. <laughs> But, and then after that, I was like, okay, everything is put together. Everything is put together, but I still need a new finisher. Like the Blue Jay, it makes no sense because I'm wearing gold. So I thought about it. It was going to be called the Gold Digger, but I didn't really like that. <laughs> <laughs> the Gold Digger? Mm -hmm. I didn't really like it. So I thought about it again. I was like, the Gold Rush. I asked a, a few people, I asked a few people, they were like, yeah, that'll work, that should work. And then I thought about it again. And then I was like, okay, this is my new finisher. Forget the blue, Jay, forget the blue thing. I'm going with gold. Because before it was supposed to be blue, but then somehow I ended up with gold. So I was like, okay, I'm going to make it work. And then I was like, let me change my hair too. Sheldon changed his hair. He like had the whole gold cut going for him. I said, okay, let me change my hair, have this blonde hair going for me too. And now I'm gonna go full force with it. Let's see. I'm actually invested 100%. And I can see it going far. I just need some more ideas, but I can I can see like it catching on. I don't know about you, but like I can see it catching on. Yeah, I can too. Like I, I really dig the look and the character and everything like that. And I feel like as if you keep evolving, it'll keep growing and getting better. And I really like the fact that you have the finisher name that relates to your character. Cause I like that in general, like when a wrestler like names their finisher to something that kind of relates to him, kind of like Sasha Banks with like the bank statement, you know, she's the boss and all that kind of stuff. So I, I really like that. You know, it, it really shows that you're really dedicating yourself to your character and everything like that. And um. I, I, I'll be honest with you, when you had, you know, you said you were thinking of a wrestler that with gold, I was, I was in my head, I'm like gold dust, but because I think the Shelton Benjamin gold, um, gold standard gimmick was that during the Ruthless Aggression era. It was at the end, it was more like the, the PG era, not really. 
because I remember when I got back in the wrestling in 2010, he was not there. So I missed like his whole like time. Yeah, it was kind of like 09, early 2010. So you kind of missed it. You thought gold dust? (sighs) Oh, because he's like, when you think of gold and wrestling, it's gold dust, you know? Like he 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 really like got that over for so long and stuff like that. And it's it's still weird seeing it with like red now, but I, I do dig it though. I like how it's kind of it gives me like Darth Maul vibes. So I do like that. He's so slim now. He's slim dust. Yeah, he is. He's still going though. He still looks so good in the ring and he's in his 50s. It's crazy. Right, right. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine Ruth Dust? Yeah. <laughs> you should do that one day like maybe for like a halloween event just like paint yourself gold and just do some kind of kind of like different kind of like thing with it because i I, when i went to like a halloween themed um wrestling event back in october a lot of the wrestlers had like halloween themed characters like the one girl had like the stranger's mask another girl that did like the macho man randy savage kind of throwback thing so that would be something fun to experiment with like during like halloween it gives you a reason to do it too yeah, that'll be fun. I can't wait for Halloween. I have so many ideas what to dress up as. Oh, oh yeah, that would be Now so that good. I can actually enjoy Halloween, it's like, yeah. Ugh, last year was a disaster. It was. It, it was bad. So now I'm going to throw two quick questions at you. So, what is one thing about yourself that is non wrestling related that you're like really proud of, whether it's just like a hobby or like an accomplishment? Let's see. I'm really proud of the fact that, um, I don't know, I've done a lot of things in my life. I'm proud of the fact that I knew the plan before it was already like shown. Like before, after I graduated high school, I went right away to college. So I'm I'm happy that I got my AA by 20 because then I didn't have to go through school during COVID. So hallelujah. I'm also proud of the fact that I've moved out of my house, well, my parents' house. That's, that's one thing. Like, I'm, I'm proud of the fact that I'm becoming an adult, honestly, because like getting out of like your parents' house and becoming an adult is so hard. And a lot of people don't give themselves enough credit for that, but it, that's hard. You know, being an adult is hard. You got to pay bills. Yeah, it sucks. It, it's, it's hard and you got to deal with the the real life stuff. And it just, I miss just having my parents just do everything for me. <laughs> exactly. Like I know people older than me, not to say like anything's wrong with that. Like, older than me, I've seen people older than me that still haven't like gotten out of their life at home. I'm proud of the fact that I got out of my life at home to build my own life, to build whatever I see is going to be good for me. Like mm-hmm. that's something to- that's great. You know, you did it at a young age. I think that's really great that you've shown that you could be independent so early and that, you know, you're growing really quickly. And I think that's great because I was 22 and a half when I moved out. So, yeah, you know, you did it before I did. <laughs> it's not a race. Yeah, it's not a race. But, yeah, everyone, you know, they have their own pace and how they do it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Now, my final question for you, if you had an opportunity to have a match at WrestleMania and you got to choose any opponent, any promotion, who would you choose? Oh, this is a good one. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Main event, WrestleMania, Ruthie J, the gold standard versus Trish Stratus. 
Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. I, I, I her. She is so nice. Oh my gosh. I have not met her yet. I want to so bad. I met Lita, but not Trisha. And that's definitely. I met Buffalo. Lita. I met Trish and she was so nice. She called me pretty and she loved my promo. So I love her. Yeah, she's great. I feel like she's like impossible to have a bad match with like she just vibes with everyone and i think that would be really great i'm still waiting for the big trish stratus for a sasha banks match as that's well. what i was gonna say but yeah. charlotte sees everything <laughs> well i i feel like it'll have they've been teasing it on social media here and there for like the last like two years and i feel like it's gonna ha- i feel like COVID. if COVID didn't happen it would have maybe have happened but maybe now that things are getting back to normal, we might see that match eventually. We'll just have to see. I want to see that. It's going to be so cool to see, like, somebody. Like, it was cool seeing Charlotte wrestle her, too. But it was it would also have been a dream match for Sasha because it would have been, like, a different vibe to it. Yeah. Like, besides Charlotte, I think Sasha would have brought a different vibe to it. And also made it a good match. So, but Charlotte's match with Trish was also really good. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, it was really good. It was definitely one of those matches I wanted to see Trish do because ever since you know that the you know WWE has really put a high focus on women's wrestling, I've been wanting to see Trish you know have a few matches with some of these new big stars. And Charlotte was one of them. Sasha's been my number one, and especially ever since that stare down at the Royal Rumble in 2018, I've been just really wanting that. But um yeah, uh, Ruthie, um this was a no for Ruthie. sure, Charlotte. Like a fifteen-time champion, right? Uh, she's like a ten. She's I think she's like fifteen now. If you include like the tag team titles and NXT and everything like that. Oh my gosh, I don't even know what number. <laughs> but, uh, it's it's high though. I I would have to look on Wikipedia, but it is up there around like fifteen-ish. I would have to look to but like for most part, um, I would have to say my top 10, even though you didn't ask. Do you care? No, you can go for it. Okay. My top 10. All right. 10, Lita. Nine, Molly Holly. Eight, Victoria. Seven, Mickey James. Six, Six. Oh, Amber Moon. Five, Becky Lynch. Three. Oh, Bianca. Second, Sasha. First, Trish. Trish. Oh, I like that list a lot. A lot of those are my favorite wrestlers. Um, I don't really like. I I can't. It's hard for me. I would have to like really write it down. The hat like the really get my top ten in order. But I would definitely throw like. Sasha's number one, Ember's number two. I got Bianca. I would definitely put her in there. Um, AJ Lee. Um, Mickey James. AJ Lee, she she was a big part of the reason why I got really big into women's wrestling. Same thing with Paige. I would put her in there. <sighs> Who else do I really – I Caden I, Carter. I'm a big Caden Carter fan. I don't know. I really want to okay, like. Okay. I really want to sit down and actually write this and try to you know do a top ten and really think about it. You should. You should do a video. 
Yeah, I might do something like that. Um, I would. Those are like the wrestlers that would definitely be in there. It's, it's really hard to pick the order, though, because I like a lot of them so much. But Sasha would definitely be number one, no doubt about it. You are a big Sasha fan. Yes, I love Sasha Banks. She is just, I mean, she's like the closest thing to like perfect in, you know, WWE, in my opinion. Like she has everything that you need and she keeps evolving the boss character too, which I really like. Me too. That's one thing I honestly really like. Yeah, that's like one of the big things like in wrestling. Like I feel like if you keep evolving, you'll keep being on top, you know, um, I know, like, Jericho, he's been evolving throughout his whole career, and that's why he's always been successful. Like I mentioned, Sasha, even Becky Lynch, she's evolved her character so many times, and that's always kept her, like, you know, fresh and everything like that. So I I, I just – I really dig wrestlers who are constantly, like, changing and just still just being amazing. So, Ruthie J, I just have to thank you so much for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. It was really fun having you on the show and learning about your character and your wrestling career and everything like that. So, um, just to let the listeners know, um, where can they find you on social media? Um, thank you for having me. Like, it was really fun being on, on this Zoom call. And answering your questions. Um, if you want to find me on social media, underscore Twitter, so weird, but I'm weird. So. Um, if you want to find me on social media, it's either or or Ruthie J on Facebook. I still use Facebook. I barely use Facebook. <laughs> All right, I'll make sure that um, I'll put the links to everything in the bio for everyone so they can uh, quick access to finding you on social media and also make sure that you all give us a sub on YouTube, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Thank you all for tuning in and thank you again, Ruthie, for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>